I would spend the time talking about who they are as a person, you know, finding out where they came from and why it is they want to be an entrepreneur because it's a dreadful, brutal path, <laughs> you know, with, with great potential and upside, but it's not for everybody. I would dive into their understanding of products and why you produce products and how you produce products and efficacy as well as quality. And I would, I would mesh all that, get all that out there because it would help drive what that product is. And it would also really help that person understand whether or not they want to be what they think they want to be. This is Nigel Thomas. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the Ecom Alphas podcast. Carrying on the conversation from the last episode, we've got the second part of the podcast with Les and Brendan from Royal Botanics. And what we cover on this part is really understanding the unit economics, specifically for this kind of brand and how they face certain issues with acquiring new customers, especially in the CBD side of things and how they don't use big influences. They want to be much more authentic and use micro-influencers and how to develop those relationships so people who actually believe in your products. And then how they're getting involved with the community, how they're building that community from scratch, and really just the long-term vision that these guys both have for this brand. And as well as their experiences on a personal level, they've both been in the advertising realm for like 15, 20 years. And yeah, they just got a really unique angles how they see building brands and especially from the ground up. So if you're looking for that kind of advice, really getting in the trenches of building your direct and consumer brand, or anything to do with marketing, then this second part is definitely the episode for you. And if you are enjoying it, please share it with a friend, subscribe to our podcast, and please leave a review wherever you're listening to it. Right, let's get back into the episode. Something I was going to ask you guys is, so what we see as a marketing agency, we work with some CBD brands, as I told you before we got started with the podcast. In terms of the unit economic standpoint, which is obviously always important, for CBD brands, we tend to see the margins are pretty good on the products. And the main thing is the lifetime value, which a lot of brands obviously struggle with, is usually pretty good. Because obviously once you know they've started using the products to customers, they're usually good products and they usually want to come back and use them more. But the problem is, is getting new customers. The fact that it's so hard to advertise on all these platforms. So there's been a lot of innovation in terms of different strategies used, whether it be brand ambassador programs, whatever else. I'm curious, how have you guys got around that issue? And what have you done to bring those new customers into your ecosystem? We're constantly struggling. You know, we're, 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 we've done a couple of trade shows. We're actually doing one coming up in, in New York. Um, we are sending out emails. We are uh, doing Google, you know, paid media as best we can. Um, we're doing organic social. We're pushing on our SEO. So when people are just searching, we, we hope they find us. And we're, we're struggling through the paid media side of it with, you know, Facebook, aka Meta, you know, and the challenges around the CBD regulations. So we're just literally doing our best and focusing more on once we get that customer, um, increasing the lifetime value with great customer service. But it's a constant struggle for new customers. I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah, you know, we're direct to consumer brand, right? So you have to come to our website to purchase our product. We are going to expand into very choice selects, retail uh, and e-tail. Yeah, for sure. And we're testing it now. We have a, <clears throat> excuse me, we have a great partner 
with a spa here in, uh, in San Diego. Saffron and Sage. Called Saffron and Sage. Fantastic place. Amazing uh, uh, woman who runs that business. And, um, and so that's, that's working well because it's a really targeted audience. We're going to expand on that, uh, as Les mentioned, getting into hotels, getting into spas, getting into really boutique, high-end boutique shops, and then doing that on, online as well. So that's definitely something we haven't really done that we're expanding on. Everything else, we're doing everything you can imagine, right? As Les said, and we are seeing those challenges. But we will just continue to do those things and get smarter as we, we learn from them. I do see huge potential in ambassador influencers. What I will say with that is that one of the things that we see is you see these brands that come out that are like celebrity-driven brands. And as someone who believes in these products, I start peeling back the layers time and time again. I, I have to ask, I'm like, what's, what's the quality on these products, really? You know, is that ambassador? There's certainly celebrities who are, who are starting these brands who are passionate about health and wellness, for sure. But are all of they, uh, all of them? And so that scares us a little bit. When you get an influencer, you can pay top dollar and get great influencers, say something like product. You may sell product, but is that authentic? It has to be authentic. So for us, it's going to be more challenging because we're not just going to take some influencer who can put a picture up, you know, to a TikTok dance and say, buy this product. It's got to be more than that, you know? I don't think you necessarily need to get a big influencers these days, honestly. I really don't. I've seen it so many times where people who actually genuinely believed in the products, it makes such a difference, especially we're talking about TikTok. And often what you find, again, it is all about storytelling. So, you know, I think there's also a lost thing and you guys know marketing that you can just pick up a phone and like sell to the camera. It doesn't quite work like that. But at the end of the day, sometimes the best influencers are actually your customers because they're the ones who've used the products and they've got a story behind why they've used their products and a journey that they've been on with the products as opposed to someone who's got X amount of, you know, people that follow them already. And now you're just going to go in to try and tap into their network. We don't think that works, to be honest with you. I, we haven't had a good experience. I mean, you know, again, we'd rather it be authentic. And uh, we, have, we have one um, influencer that we reached out to her name is Sam, and she has a ton of followers. She has been ordering product regularly, expensive product. We're like, hey, how about posting? You know, <laughs> how about mentioning that? You know, and so, and, and she really likes the product, you know, and uh, it's funny. It's just, you know, and so she's actually someone that'd be great, but she's just actually using the product and not posting about it. We really need to get people, you know, it's, it's really funny how many people love the product, but see, like they don't write a review. You know, they'll tell us or they'll send us an email, but they don't write a review. Like, please, for the love of God, you know how hard this is, write a review. That kind of stuff's happening all the time. But we, we're not the kind of people that are out trying to find a celebrity with 10 million followers and pray to God. You know, you're just kind of spitting into the wind at that point. And Nigel, your point about using micro-influencers, I think that that's and customers. I, I do think that's right. We have exper been experimenting with that. We are seeing some success with the smaller influencers. And it's for us, it's really about, you know, as a brand, you want to look strictly at numbers and what kind of influence could this person have. And that's, that's critical, right? Because you, you want a post to turn into something goes viral, turn into a purchase or multiple purchases. Um, but we, we have to stop in the middle there and say, okay, is this person going to be authentic to the brand. And I see, we do see it all the time, whether it's a customer or in the case, I was chatting with a snowboarder a couple of weeks ago and I'm, I've been snowboarding my whole life and surfing my whole life. 
And this guy is fantastic. This guy has a gazillion followers. He's a pro snowboarder. And I was like, this could be, this could be a great fit. You know, we have this synergy. Let's take a, a helicopter trip to, up to Alaska. We'll, we'll get all this stuff sorted out. And then I, I, then I asked him about like what he thinks about our products. He's like, oh, dude, I, I'm not taking any CBD. I don't really believe it. <laughs> or, yeah. It just wasn't into it. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> well, Sounds like a good trip, though. Yeah, I'm like, we'll still do a trip. But yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but the <laughs> thing is, though, it's, you know, that's a situation where it's like there's a lot of people that will not try something, right? They're just like, I'm against this, you know, and they have no idea what it could potentially do for them. You know, and, um, you know, we have people that will write us and ask if they're going to pass a drug test, you know, by taking the product. And we're like, of course you will. There's not enough knowledge yet. And over time, it will get there. I was going to say, how long do you think it is until those? We keep saying it's going to be quick. And then like, you know, years later, you're like, wow, it's still not up. Like, why? You know, we're starting to think, you know. Big pharma's against us. And one thing to, to, that we do see is when you look at age, you look at age demographic and how they respond to these products, you can understand like the challenges because when you psychological effects, right? So someone before they take a product, if they're like 65 and up, right, they have a really different mindset when it comes to cannabis products. So before they take that pill, they're already or that tincture, their mind is already racing to a place of this is cannabis. I'm going to get high. What's this going to do to me? They're, they're working up this anxiety. That's going to affect how the product works for you. Right. And that, that happens. We can see it. It happens more with that generation, probably 65 and up where they are, they're expecting too much maybe, or they're anticipating this thing that happens from that they heard, you know, back in the sixties, it was all LSD and and cannabis and what's this do to me. So I think that that's a challenge. And then what we said before about taking a product that you really need to give, give it time to take its effect. It's not gonna, you know, if you take a synthetic sleep aid, like a a melatonin, it's going to knock you out. Well, there's, there's consequences to that. Right. And maybe that's good now again for, for you, if you jet lag, but you may not want that in your life every night. And so, but if you're expecting a CBD, CBN, a, a mushroom product to just knock you out like that, then you're, get, you're not getting it. You're not getting what we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to accomplish deeper restorative sleep. And we're, we're focused on people who want to improve that sleep or anxiety, and they're dedicated to doing that. So they understand it's going to take time. This isn't something that overnight you're going to have the best night of your life. Some people for sure, especially with tinctures, I think get it quicker, but it's just something you want to incorporate into your lifestyle for a long period of time. And that's why we're, it replaces some of these things you don't want in your lifestyle every night over time, right? Whether that's, like I said, maybe a melatonin or prescription sleep aid, or maybe it's, you know, the extra bourbon before you go to bed, you know? I mean, maybe that's not so great every single night, you know? So how do you change that and how it affects you? Different generations, different age brackets have a view on that, so. Have you ever looked at Reddit? Because I saw a guy talking about it the other day and he was thinking, he was saying that it's an underrated channel, especially for direct-to-consumer brands. And the reason why I'm thinking that is obviously if you guys can somehow, and you probably already have done a lot of research on this, but somehow get into the communities that are forming around the understanding, the education of these products, then that's going to help you guys. But I don't know, because Reddit seems to be a place where maybe there would be conversations around that. 
Reddit's unforgiving, right? And but but authentic, and that's really critical. We we are not doing any marketing on Reddit. I know of Reddit specifically because we started seeing a surge in traffic, and it was coming from Reddit. And we end up there's some you know athlete kind of biohacker type person who's having a conversation about all these products they're using, and they list our product. And that was one channel that had this huge community. We also saw that within a Reddit type um, community with someone who was trying to ease off of alcohol and they had talked about products they're using. And one of our products is fantastic for that. It's a relax, it's called relax. Um, it really helps with anxiety, but also mental clarity. And it's, uh, it's, you know, it's a uh, lion's mane mushroom, which is just fantastic for braid health. And that person was mentioning that in this forum. And so we started getting all the, you know, a couple sales and a bunch of clicks. So for sure, if done authentically, uh, you can penetrate something like Reddit and we would, we would be looking at that. I think that on that same kind of line of, of, of platforms, I would say Pinterest is kind of, you know, people don't think about Pinterest that much anymore for this type of thing, but Pinterest is fantastic for that sort of thing. You mentioned Reddit. There's a few others out there. I think YouTube is interesting because YouTube is making- yeah. Pro programmatic as well. Yeah. And they're making a, a push for shopping that's going to improve their shopping experience. And then you have, you know, it's kind of a little bit old school, but you have people who are really dedicated a lot of time to, to posting video content. Uh, so you get, you get some diehards in there. So I think YouTube as well. Yeah, def definitely. Like you said, you're getting innovative, which is good. Now, just looking forward, where do you see in terms of current initiatives? Obviously, we're on, you know, we're on the cusp of Q4 in 2022 at the time recording. Maybe you want to talk about your initiatives for the rest of this year, but then obviously pushing into the next year. So that's different product lines. How are you going to grow this company? Where you see it going and the challenges you might face? I'll, I'll just jump in with the, the, a very generic answer is that we are, we are consistently looking to, to create a product line that is extremely high quality and health and wellness products. You know, we, it, the funny thing about this business is when, when we started out, you know, we have CBD in our products and everyone we spoke to, whether it, you know, and, and you know this, Nigel, being an agency owner yourself. I mean, you know, we, we've talked to several agencies, PR agencies, and we keep telling them over and over, we are not a CBD company. Stop saying that we're a CBD company. Like that is not, we're a health and wellness company. Whatever the ingredient it takes to make a great natural an organic product that works, we are going to use. If CBD is a part of it, or C yep, we're going to put it in there. If it's not, then we're not going to put it in there. So we're just striving to find the right balance of products that and grow a line of SKUs, let's say, that in both topicals and ingestibles that will just make people's lives better. That's it, you know? And then it's a matter of figuring out how much education has to go into each of those products. What is the cost of that, you know? We're, we're not, we're, we are pretty much a self-funded company. So we don't have millions of dollars lying around to just do tests and see what happens. And so it's just, we're being very structured in our approach for product generation and testing. But ultimately, you know, again, we think that we're, we're, we're creating the, you know, the, the better product, you know, and we will eventually win because we have that. Um, it'll, and it's just how long can we hold on? It's like, you know, playing at the blackjack table, you know, and if you run out of money, you're done, you know? Um, but if you have more money, you can keep betting, you know? And so we're just kind of treat, we're trying to bet really wisely into how we do this and grow the business. Hey, keep making those phone calls. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. It's going to make all the difference. We are, we are. <laughs> yeah. 
it's worth it. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I respect that a lot. I think it's the right attitude to have. So one of the last questions I like to ask, if you were to talk to a new entrepreneur who's coming into the space and they're going to build a brand around their passion. And let's just say it's a health and wellness product. And you had an hour consultation session with this entrepreneur and they were there to pick your brains on how they should build their brand and you could decide the topics to focus on. So, you know, I I appreciate there's a lot of missing information here, but with what you've got, what would you focus that one hour conversation of consultation around to give this person the best advice on how to build their business? I would spend the first half of the conversation really diving into who this person is to bring out that authenticity that I'm talking about uh, throughout, throughout this, this uh, conversation is that, you know, someone may come in with all these ideas. We actually hear it all the time. As entrepreneurs, we're very involved in the community. We, we get approached we, and we love it to, with, to, uh, with entrepreneurs all the time who are, who are young, who are coming out, they want to start a product. It happens. And we, we take those lunches all the time. And so I'd spend the first half of that conversation really diving into who they actually are because they're going to come out. They're going to say, I want to start a, a THC energy drink or a, you know, some, whatever it is, I'm going to find out. And, and they're, they're all going to say the same thing. They're, you know, if they're, especially a certain age demographic, they're going to say, I've got a bunch of TikTok followers. I got to, I can make this thing work. And, you know, some of that stuff is helpful. Some of it's not going to really move the needle. But I would really push back on all that stuff. I would spend the time talking about who they are as a person, you know, finding out where they came from and why it is they want to be an entrepreneur because it's a dreadful, brutal path, <laughs> you know, with, with great potential and upside, but it's not for everybody. I would dive into their understanding of, of products and why you produce products and how you produce products and efficacy as well as quality. And I would, I would mesh all that, get all that out there because it would help drive what that product is. And it would also really help that person understand whether or not they want to be what they think they want to be, right? They get halfway through that conversation, they're probably going to hear things that scare the hell out of them. And they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, oh, well, the whole thing, <laughs> the whole idea of starting a business is for me. Or, you know, or they're going to completely re, you know, re, re, reestablish this idea they had. And maybe they're going to come up with something new that's even better because it has to be authentic. In terms of like, steps I would give them. I don't know, Les, if you have anything other you well, want to add to that. I think that, you know, th- that's all practical. Here's the real practical thing that I know this is, this may be kind of obnoxious, but like, I, so, so I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I have been, I've started multiple businesses and it's, I love the, the pace, you know, I love the, the craziness of it. And, you know, it, it takes a certain type of person to do that. So that's, you know, number one. But I think, you know, as an agency owner, and I'm sure this has happened to you, Nigel, like you'll have someone come to you with maybe a startup idea. And, and this has happened to me. In fact, it happened to me recently. A guy wanted to start a, a skincare line, you know, and I said, okay, well, you've come to the right place because, man, do I understand this stuff now. And not only from a formulation and packaging and all that, but, you know, then the marketing. And his budget, I think, for the entire year was $20,000 or just something. And I was like, if I could say bluntly to you, sir, don't even start your business because you're, you're just going to be throwing away money. It, you cannot get traction at that level, you know? So you need to either get funded, but you can expect to, to spend $250,000 between building a brand, getting the packaging, figuring out the product formulations, having the product filled, 
you know, delivered. I mean, it all of the logistics around that. And I think people don't see that, you know, people see, oh, I can just do this. And, you know, they kind of have that maybe Etsy approach, you know, and, and even that it's just, it's just not going to work. So I'm just real practical on the money side of it as well. Cause um, I don't want to see people, you know, just go under. Yeah. And the, the problem is, is for every thousand businesses that do exactly that and they need that oxygen to survive, there's like one outlier where they actually did it and they didn't need 250,000. And the problem yeah. is, is they're the stories that get told. Right, right. That is that's not like, the you know, saying I'm going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. I, no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, like that's a once in a billion. I don't, exactly. but that's just how we, we look at it. And we, we want to see like, you know, to the point of, you know, we have friends in the space, like you had mentioned Sunday Scaries, like we want to see each other succeed. You know, we're, we're not competing. And the CEO of that company literally came and sat with us in our office, you know, and said, Hey, uh, you might want to think about this. You might want to do this. Like, and Oh, I have this connection I'll hook you up with because there's enough to go around. We just want a better product, you know, and we're completely different brands and how you look at us, like, and you know, in, 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 in what they're marketing and what we're marketing and what we're producing. So there's no, there's no even competition there, but you know, some people might say, oh, well, we're in the seat. We can't talk to each other. That's not how we look at, we want everyone to do fantastic. Yeah. If I can add to that, it's when you look at us, when you look at like the entrepreneurial experience, that grueling as it is, one of the things that Les and I have always done, it's not just in the current product, but when you look at our companies, Les with Jacob Tyler and myself with Motive, we have dedicated our, our manager, managerial style to like being servant leaders, right? So very early on, we knew that we had to give back to employees. We knew that we had to give back to the industry and help other entrepreneurs. We knew we had to give back to society and, and give, some, give something back in order to get anything. And you know, I'm a firm believer, I know Les is a firm believer in this idea that if you are giving, you are going to get back. And it's going to feel good as well, but it's going to come back to you. And it's like there, you do have these experiences where you can sit down with another entrepreneur, another CEO. They don't want to tell you anything. They want to give you a break at all. And, and I've met these people and sometimes they're, they're highly successful. So, okay. That's, you know, so sometimes I guess it works, but I always look at them and I look at myself and I look at less and I'm like, man, we always give, like, we always tell people our experience. We always give the little secrets away. And I know because I sit across the table from that guy who doesn't. And he says to me, why do you give so much? You know, why are you giving people that information? Hold that because it's your competitive advantage. Look, there are things that are trade secrets that we hold on to, of course. But 90% of that stuff is just experience that they're going to see somewhere else. They're going to read it. And I see nothing wrong with giving that uh, experience to people, helping them. And whether it's employees, whether it's partners, whether it's society giving a little something back uh, to help r rise other people up, raise other people up, it's, it's really going to come back and, and, and help us. Uh, so we've had that approach our entire careers. And I think that's what you see when you look at Jacob Tyler, when you see when you look at Motive, and it's certainly what you see when you look at Raw Botanics. And if, if history is anything of an indicator, that's where this brand is going uh, because of that commitment. Yeah, amazing. And you, you earn something which is more important than money can buy, which is people's trust and respect. And they they remember that for a lifetime. And it's with the giving, it's kind of like your products, like you said. 
you don't always see, you know, in terms of getting it back, you don't always see it straight away. It's a long-term mindset to have, but it usually plays out right. So where can people find you? Apart from obviously the website, is there anywhere on socials you want people to check out? They want to discover more about your journey. I think the best place to go is the website, obviously, robotanics.com, where they can learn more about us. And and we we try to do a decent job of educating people. We have a section uh, on the site that explains all of the cannabinoids, all of the terpenes, all of the mushrooms and adaptogens, you know, with detailed explanations. Our social channels are on there, so you can find us on Instagram at the Raw Botanics Co. and on Facebook. So you, you have those access that access there. And we're looking to, you know, with, with Saffron and Sage, you know, she sells a myriad of products, um, of high-end products, frankly, in her um, studio, and she keeps reordering from us. And so that's great, you know. So we're seeing that people are liking the product in the retail, in retail establishments, and it's really hard to break through because... There's again, there's so much competition to wade through, and and then we're still trying to build trust amongst our brand as something that will stand the test of time and is a is a high end product. So um, so for now, I think the site's the best the best place. And um, as we get into more retail, we're going to certainly start a section on there and say where you can buy it in person. Well, I certainly believe in both of you and yeah, all the best on the journey. You're doing great things. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, man. So I hope the same as me, you feel these guys' energy. They really do believe in what they're doing, of course, with their personal experiences and also what they're bringing to the table in terms of their work experience. They really know what they're doing, but most importantly, they care about what they're doing. Their why is so strong. So if you did enjoy it, please subscribe to the podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode. Apart from that, stay true to yourself and have a fantastic week.